listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. That's right. We got hoops on the docket. We got ball on the docket, big man. How about Amari Cooper going to the Browns? Huh? And not a whole lot of compensation. About a fifth-round pick. They swapped sixth-rounders. And uh, the Cowboys get Amari Cooper's monstrous contract off the books. But uh, what do you think about him in Cleveland... Uh, orange and brown over there. What do you think about that? Fit? I don't know anything you're talking about. The Aztecs are playing in the Mountain West Conference Championship. So uh, for the first hour and a half, you're going to do the show by yourself. I'm signing off. Uh, no, I, I think um, I, I was surprised at the the lack of, of assets that, that Dallas got in return for a wide receiver uh, still in this prime. It was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 kind of shocked me, but I think it's it's a great fit for Cleveland having someone play opposite Landry, who can you know who can really stretch the stretch the field and 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 can run any route. Like they needed something like that. It just didn't work with OBJ uh, for injury or or, or um, just no chemistry with Baker. And if Baker is the guy moving forward, this helps him. Uh, in terms of giving him uh, someone they can depend on in, in the passing game. So this is a, a win-win for, for Cleveland, for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's much better for Cleveland than it is for Amari. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's huge for Baker because this is a make-or-break year for Baker. Is uh, If he has a good season, they're going to re-up. They might give him a monster contract extension. You know, if he has a... Uh, average year, maybe they franchise tag him. They're not going to commit to him long term. And if he plays badly, then he's gone. And he's looking for work elsewhere. It's a huge year for Baker Mayfield. And I'm with you. I think Amari Cooper helps Baker be in a better position to have success. I just know, I don't know that Baker puts Amari in a better position to have success. No, he doesn't. But the good thing about that is Amari still gets to get paid his contract and he gets to make the money he uh, was going to make. So that's a, you know, that's a win. You know, whether you or you're there for a year or two, you make your money, and you know, by the time you're thirty, you're hitting the market again for another contract. So for Mario, he's just like, okay, look, if we can, if we can get it done, and I can click with with Baker, then this will be a good situation. Yeah. If not, you know, one two years, I'm on to the next. Yeah, and it's good for the Cowboys. They were looking to move on from Amari, and this helps them against the cap that uh, the Browns traded for him and gave up a little bit to get him. But it's really about lot. the Cowboys it, getting him off the books. Yeah, right? it, it wasn't. A, they didn't give up a lot, you know. No, uh, it, it just as a player, you just want to go somewhere where you you feel valued and you want to play, right? And that's what happens with a lot of trades. One team doesn't want you for whatever reason, whether it be financial or uh, scheme fit any of those things, but one team does want you and they're willing to uh, compensate, have give compensation for you. So it's a new beginning for him. He gets to go to Cleveland. He gets to uh, see if he can have that chemistry with 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 Baker Mayfield. If I was him, I'd be at Baker's house right now. We, we'd be going through some stuff right now, right? You want to get in early. You want to really uh, put yourself in in a position to where. You have that chemistry. You have a, a like a bond with the quarterback, so you can, you know, you can work on your stuff. You can do your stuff. It's very important. I would love to know 
what Amari Cooper's initial reaction was to that trade going down. He probably was like, Cleveland? <laughs> and then you maybe start talking to yourself into it. Okay, opposite Jarvis Landry. All right. I don't know how you talk yourself into Baker Mayfield, though. No, no you don't. But look, Baker, he's had a good year. They've, they have weapons there. So if you can be that piece, what you have to do is you like, hey, I, I can be that piece. I'm going to be that piece. Mm-hmm. That's going to get them back to where they were uh, two years ago. And so that's all of the, the, the you know, the convincing you need. Baker's shown that he can throw the ball down the field. He can be an asset at quarterback. Can you help him bring that back out? And mm-hmm. I think that's that's something if he has that 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 mindset, then he'll be fine. Yeah, and I wonder because his targets went down with Dallas this past season. And uh, while the Browns are throwing the ball, you would have to assume that Amari's going to get a bulk of the targets. I just don't know how much they're going to be passing the ball with that great running game they have, you know? So that's the other part of it. But uh, hey, Amari Cooper, he goes elsewhere. Of course, this will be finalized midweek when the new league year begins on March 16th. That's on Wednesday. So it's just agreed upon. It's not official until Wednesday when we get to the new league year. But it is interesting also, if you compare this, I know Amari's a wide receiver and Carson Wentz is a quarterback, right? There's a different demand for quarterbacks than there is for wide receivers. We all know that. But if you look at the type of player Amari, Cal- uh, the caliber of a player that Amari is compared to where Carson Wentz is, you look at what Washington gave up to get Carson Wentz, a pair of third-round picks. The latter third-round pick in 2023 could become a second-round pick, right? So it might be a two and a three for Carson Wentz. And meanwhile, the Browns just have to give up a fifth-rounder for Amari Cooper. And you could easily argue that Amari's better as a wide receiver than Carson Wentz is as a quarterback. Yeah, but if you don't have a quarterback, you need a serviceable quarterback, right? So that the value of quarterbacks, that doesn't hold against any other position, right? right. So you, you have to look at it like even a subpar quarterback, his value will be high on the market because there's a lot of teams that just don't have one at all. Yeah. And when you're in that situation, then – you have to do what you have to do, right? You got to see if maybe it works for you. Maybe you can get Carson Wentz back to, you know, his second year in the league. Maybe it's it's your offense or it's your, uh, um, you know, the, the offensive weapons you have. Maybe you can you, you get him back there because he's just a he's a band aid, right? You get one or two great years while you try to really find out what you want to do. Uh, for the rest of uh, you know the next twelve years at, at quarterback, then it could be an asset. And look, he had a good year statistically. Yeah. It's just in the big games, he just doesn't show up. So if you can, as why if you can get yourself, they didn't have any quarterbacks, right? So they're like, oh, this is an upgrade. That's a, it, absolutely it's an, an upgrade. It's an upgrade. So yeah, that, that price tag is going to be a little bit higher because that is an upgrade at that position. Yeah, and I look, listen, I guess it's because it caught a lot of people by surprise, the Carson Wentz trade to Washington in terms of the compensation. Because we had heard a week or two prior, the Colts are thinking about releasing Carson Wentz and not getting anything for him and still having to eat $15 million. And instead, they trade him to Washington. Washington picks up the entire tab of the $28 million on his contract, right? 
And then they also trade a couple of picks to get Carson Wentz. So maybe that's what fueled the reaction. But most people acted like they got uh, like a case of stale soda or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like Jeez, Carson Wentz isn't as bad as Jeez, the reaction. It's uh, a gas yeah. card, which is valuable right now, and uh, two Pepsis. That's what they acted like. And look, I think we're pretty similar on our our outlook of Carson Wentz. We're not saying he walks on water. No. But you could do a lot worse than Carson Wentz. Washington did a lot worse with Taylor Heineke last last season. Like when you have Carson Wentz just going off of last season, okay? Carson Wentz threw seven more touchdowns, eight fewer interceptions, and had a passer rating that was 10 points higher. I mean that's that's a lot. <laughs> There's a big gap between the two. But I guess because Carson Wentz, his reputation is in the gutter. And that, I don't know, man. A lot of people think Wentz is way worse than he actually is. I, I, I mean, what you want from a quarterback, the the most – it's the reason it's a stat. And it's a, it's a, a, a stat that everybody looks at. Fourth quarter comebacks, final drive, all of those things. Those things matter. And we've seen – Carson Wentz falter at those. Yeah. It's the big picture stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you give me all of that regular season stuff and, and all of that's great. But when it's on the line, can we count on you? Well, that's fine. But what has Taylor Heineke done in Nothing. terms of, Nothing. right? Nothing. That's what I, yeah. He doesn't have anything to pull from. So it's like he surprised us with the playoff loss a couple of years ago against Tampa. You know, like. Is that what we're hanging our hat on with Taylor Heineke? Because, man, there was a lot of reaction of, did Washington actually upgrade here? It's like, yeah, they did. Not by leaps and bounds, but they absolutely upgraded. I mean, when you look at the regular season numbers, it, it isn't leaps and bounds upgrade. Let's, I mean, he threw for almost 4,000 yards, a 27 and 7. 27 yeah. touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Yeah. 62% of his passing like, uh, come on, I, I mean, he had a QBR of over 100, 101.2. So let's not make it seem like he had a terrible year last year. No, he didn't. He it's laid, a lot like, he laid you know, an like, egg. That, that yeah. Jacksonville game killed him. Yeah, and... Because uh, right? that's what people are looking They're like, oh. The Tennessee game yep. in Indianapolis where he had the ugly interception. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's a lot like corporate America, big man. My theory has been a lot of people, a lot of bosses in corporate America, they're too busy to be completely accurate about all of their employees. So they take a couple of big picture things and they make educated guesses on the rest of the stuff, you know? And that's what a lot of fans do also. Most fans are not watching every Colts game in its entirety. So what they do, they take a couple of big picture things and then they make estimated guesses about the rest. And a couple of the things that really made an impression last season were bad things from Carson Wentz. The interception against Tennessee, the Jacksonville game that you just mentioned. And I think a lot of people just kind of guesstimate what else happened throughout the rest of the season. And a lot of times it's not accurate. And look, they didn't didn't need Carson Wentz to do a whole bunch. The number one rushing game in, in the league last year at Indianapolis. So... He, you know, it wasn't like he's going to have a bunch of 300-yard games. That just wasn't right. th- what they 
prescribed yeah. out of that offense. It's not their formula. No, It'd be like, oh, what... but Baker Mayfield, where are all the passing stats? They, they run the ball down your throat. Yeah, but if you can give me a guy who can throw for almost 4,000 yards and be under double-digit interceptions, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll take that. It's right. Four to one. <laughs> pretty good. Touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. Like, I, we're, we're, I mean, that is – we want to pull up Taylor Heineke's numbers? Yeah. I mean, if that's what the what the argument was, like, yeah. oh, I, you know, is it that much better? And with Indy, I just don't know how they clearly upgrade. At this point, it's either trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or draft a player. And they don't have a first-round pick. So I don't know how you even get into the first round to draft one of these guys. you got to give up a lot more compensation. So I just don't know how Indy clearly upgrades here. It's just weird. It's, I think it's odd what Indy had done with uh, Carson Wentz. It's Really, it's like uh, being in a job you don't like. <laughs> it's one thing to quit that job. Okay, fine, but you need to upgrade. If you just make a lateral move, like where was the gain? Or a worse move. Right, yeah, right? you could be going backwards. Taylor sure. Heineke, uh, 20 touchdowns and 15 interceptions with a QBR of 39.9. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, bad. That's, that's bad. Come on now, like, <laughs> listen, you know, you know we, we get in this thing of... of it's of being, expectations, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, look, say what you want. That's a huge upgrade for the commanders. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an interesting one right there. Hey, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of the 702, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 draft. And the best part is now through March 13th, that's tomorrow, better act quickly, we're giving away a trip for two to be part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th, sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Hey, man. That's right. Vegas. I was just there. Got back this morning. Vegas! All right. I need the the rundown of how everything went at Vegas. We'll get into that coming up next. And also, uh, man, we got a blockbuster move that we absolutely have to get knee-deep in. We'll do that right around the corner. I'm Brian No. He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from.
I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. So you were just in Vegas, huh, big man? What was going on there? Uh, the Mountain West Tournament. Oh, nice. Watched my Aztecs in the uh, quarterfinals and the semifinals. And uh, I, I just, this, this game time's out of control. Like 9, 9.30 p.m. last night. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the game to start. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's 12.30 on the East, East Coast. Like, who's watching the games? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, watched the Aztecs pull out a, a win over Colorado State. Uh, got out of there, got out of Vegas about midnight, drove back home, got here around 3.30, woke up this morning at 6.45, had uh, opening day for Sherman Oaks Little League out here. I'm a coach. Okay. Yeah. Coach my son's the uh, Oakland A's. And uh, you know, I took a little nap, and uh, now I'm here in full effect, ready to go. But now I was you're ready to go. I was nice. Vegas out uh, last uh, what uh, Thursday, Friday. Man, you drove there. That's dedication for the Aztecs. I, I'm, I mean, I'm Aztecs for life, man. We know this. <laughs> and I'm looking right now. Let's see. Uh, Aztecs, it's close game. Aztecs. Uh, it's not on the TV. You don't have it there on the TV there. Man, it's a whole thing. I'm down here in Mexico City right now, wow. so I've got I've got Kansas on right now. What is happening right now? We're okay now. Now, now, speak speak to that. Okay, uh, yeah, just dating a girl here that lives in oh. Mexico City, so Woo. came out to visit her. And let me tell you, big man, it is a whole thing to get American sports channels down oh. here in the city. Oh, you can forget about it. Yeah, it's uh, so I got the Jayhawks on somehow. I don't know. I uh, I somehow tricked. Uh, ESPN and turned my Wi-Fi off and somehow I got the Jayhawks. That's all I know. I can watch the Jayhawks right now against Texas Tech. That's funny. But uh, yeah, seeing the Mountain West Championship, that's not in the cards right now for oh, me. That's okay. Hey, look, man. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's all good. All good. Though. How's, uh, you know, this young lady you're... Uh, oh, she's great. You. Yeah, she's great. Right. You know, I... Uh, how, long I is, how long has it been? I mean... If, not to get all in your personal business, but I'm trying to get in your personal business. <laughs> it's, it's been, uh, man, we've talked for a while. It's been a good half a year, I would say, roughly, that we've talked. And uh, she came to see me in America, right? Uh, so this is the third time we've uh, linked up. Okay. So, yeah, things are good right now. Things are good. I'll report back with any good or bad news, you know. But things are good right now. Things are good. I haven't had the official tacos of Mexico City just yet. And I'll definitely report back as far as that. Please let me know. Yeah, I will definitely let you know. By the way, I got to get your opinion here on the blockbuster deal. Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos. I personally love it for Denver. You know me, big man. I was rooting against Denver because they were too passive last year. But I give them credit. They finally stepped up to the plate, took a big swing. And Russell Wilson gives them a legitimate chance to compete for a Super Bowl. I love the move for Denver. It's a lot of compensation, but that's the cost to get a guy who's dynamic like Russ still is, in my opinion. A lot of people doubting how dynamic he still is. I think that's foolish. This guy is early 30s. Oh no! They, if, if if they think that, then they're 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 you know they're missing the point. They haven't been watching television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, it goes back to expectations also for Russ. He's played at such a high level. Just because he was a notch lower than that last year, mostly due to the injury, 
doesn't mean that's where he's only going to be from here on out. I think that's silly. Right. And I mean, he has everything you want. You know, he 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 was the Seahawks when after beast mode, it was it was about him. And he always kept them in contention. He got hurt last year and, you know, things hadn't gone. There were offensive line troubles and couldn't keep a running back healthy to save their lives. So it was a lot of things that, you know, landed on his plate. That with an aging defense and, and a defense just, just wasn't quite what it used to be. But now going to Denver, they have everything. Yeah. This is huge for them. And you were hypercritical of, of Denver yeah. last year. As I should have been. They were weak. Well, I was like, if you don't get the guy – then don't go all in. Like if if this is not the oh he's this is not a project. This is the what I was saying was this is the guy for the next twelve years. Mm-hmm. They got they got Russell for at least the next eight. If he decides he wants to play that long, so for me it's it's more of a they waited, they were patient, they got the guy they wanted, and now with all the things they have in place. They can really push, and they needed a quarterback in that division. Yeah, like, you don't have a quarterback uh, in that division. That that division it's is over. Loaded, loaded. I think it's the best quarterback go, division in football. Yeah, it is easily. And you could, if you went back in the hot tub time machine, you might have to go way, way back to find a division that had better quarterbacks, top to bottom. Really, because we had realignment in two thousand two, where we got the four teams in each division. Back in the day, as you well know, there were five teams yeah, in most of the yeah, divisions, yeah, yeah. six in the old school AFC Central for, for a lot of years, right? So that's a little bit different than the four teams in a division since '02. But, I mean, really, how far back would you have to go to find a division with better quarterbacks top to bottom? You've got Mahomes is easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson, easily first ballot Hall of Famer. Justin Herbert is trending that way. That guy no, is the real deal. Is. You already know how I feel about him. Absolutely. And you could do a lot worse than Derek Carr as the the worst quarterback in your division. If Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in your division, you have the best quarterback division. Right. Period. That's just what it is. Yeah. And so for us as fans, this is going to be great. Oh, tremendous. Because those matchups, you know, those twice a year matchups, that's going to be everything. Oh, must see TV. Yes. And you know, the smooth segue right here. When you talk about must see, I mean, you can't see this man. And that's unfortunate. Must hear. Because this is, yeah, it's an audio medium here, but must hear. Mm. Right? Listen up. That absolutely describes a friend of America who is smooth as silk while delivering sports information. Unknown to mankind. That is our guy, Mr. Steve DeSager. Hey, Steve. Hola, amigo. <laughs> Hola, Steve. Bilingual. Look, he speaks 36 different languages. <laughs> Doesn't update in all of them. And how is your Spanish, actually? Muy mal. Oh. Muy mal. I know calcetines, which Uh-oh. means socks. I know entonces, and that's about it. That's the extent of my Spanish vocabulary. Well, you know food items, right? He says socks. Pollo. Big fan of pollo, yes. <laughs> and is this going to get better than what we've just done? Good. Look, let's stop right now before we offend <laughs> That's right. She'll people. say goodbye immediately. How about immediately? that? <laughs> yeah. Stick to our native tongue, guys. Do you anticipate the language skills getting better? Yes. Definitely, but it's just like everything sounds like one long word right now, you know? Yes, it's if it's too fast, it, it yeah. goes right past you. 
Yeah. Can, can I recommend that you watch Spanish TV and oh, with yeah. the closed captions on, if possible? I have talked to, in reverse, many ballplayers that have come to the major leagues and said they have learned English by watching TV in America. Very nice. I will do that. Now, I was. Uh, we've watched a couple of movies, and they're speaking in English, but you see the... Spanish oh, subtitles. Oh, even better. I think That's I got to do better. it. Yeah. That's better to do it that way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Good. Because then your brain already knows what's going in, right? You know yeah. the English part. Right. And then you can give yourself a little lesson while you're getting the entertainment. That'd be very I good. will get right on that, Mr. DeSager, for sure. Well, let's talk about the San Diego State Aztecs, shall we? Because they are in the Mountain West Championship game in college hoops. Yeah, mm, there, speak on it. there are other games going on, well, sure. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. San Diego State's been in the Mountain West final eight of the last nine years, for crying out loud. Championship pedigree. Just the, throw that out there. Aztecs have taken the lead 33-32 against top-seeded Boise State early in the second half. San Diego State is a three seed this year, but they have been, as mentioned, often in the final of this conference tournament. In fact, when Kawhi Leonard was tournament MVP for the Aztecs just over a decade ago, they won it in 2010. And the next year, San Diego State won it again when they beat up BYU and Jimmer Fredette. Now, a lot of losses in the finals in the last year, yeah. but getting there a lot, we including... Winning it last year. So mm. the Aztecs are up one, 16 and a half minutes to go, second half, against Boise State, which went 15 and three in the Mountain West. You know those personal pan pizzas that you can get? Sure. This is kind of like a personal pan pizza update for <laughs> Ephraim Salam with all this San Diego State oh, stuff. Oh, it's just Seriously. not about me. The world is, 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 is out here watching. Yes, yeah. Well, it's also informational since we found out one of the two co-hosts on the show can't actually watch. The <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> Look Good at point. That's why he is who he is, Brian. Yeah, inclusive. Yes, and we've got on Fox TV, you've heard of them, two, two conference finals. Right now, the Big East Championship is at halftime. Eighth-ranked Villanova leads Creighton 19-18 at the break. And the late game, 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox, will be the Pac-12 final in Vegas. Number two, Arizona, against number 13, UCLA. Sixth-ranked Kansas is leading 51-47 over Texas Tech with about 12 and a half minutes to go in the Big 12 championship game. And we're still an hour away from the ACC final. Number seven, Duke, against Virginia Tech, which went 11-9 in conference play this year. Among the other games, well, 18th-ranked Houston won its semifinal in the American today, easily over Tulane by 20. And currently, SMU has taken the lead on Memphis, 55-53, with about six minutes to go. In the Big Ten semis, Iowa and Purdue were winners. Iowa won its game on a last-second three-pointer. SEC semis, Tennessee and Texas A&M the winners. And LSU fired coach Will Wade after receiving the notice of allegations from the NCAA. The Dallas Cowboys will trade wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth-rounder. Cleveland granted wide receiver Jarvis Landry permission to seek a trade. NFL deals cannot be finalized until the new league year begins on Wednesday afternoon. The White Sox will sign reliever Joe Kelly. They also agreed to terms with infielder Josh Harrison, and the Rockies will sign veteran shortstop Jose Iglesias. Back to you. Wow, interesting. Thank you, Steve. Brian yeah, we- No and uh, Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We were just talking, big man, about... That's good news right there. See, that's why we love Steve. Yeah, Amari Cooper... Being traded to the Browns, we're like, oh, he's going to be opposite Jarvis Landry. It's Maybe nice not. It's a one-two combination. It doesn't sound like that's going to be the case here, potentially. Not quite sure if I'd do that if I was Cleveland. 
yeah, it's like, so what are we doing here exactly? Are we uh, going all in, giving Baker Mayfield weapons to throw to? Or are we going half in with getting Amari Cooper and no Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I, I, they have to be, you know, conscious of, of, of what they're trying to do here. And if Baker is the guy, if they want to give him his best opportunity to, to show and prove, which is where he is right now, then they need to put the right pieces around him. Now, he has a relationship with Jarvis. They have chemistry together. You bring Amari in. You build that. You have the running game. You have strong tight ends. Run it, right? I know they're trying to trade and and maybe get more assets for, for Landry, but, you know, to me, you really go all in here. Like, look, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, and think of that division also where – I was just going to say, especially in a division where the, the Bengals are the cream of the crop now. Yeah. Yeah, made it to the Super Bowl. We're really a whisker away from winning the thing. And Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson is upright for the entire season, they can keep that's him not healthy. an easy out. No. Yeah. But yeah. you, you want to be – you don't want to be the third, fourth team in a division – Right, like Pittsburgh, we're not sure what what, what they're going to be, what they're trying to do at the quarterback position. Whatever it is, it'll be a big upgrade from Ben Roethlisberger the last two years. Uh, although they got to that uh, off to a blistering start last uh, the year before last, it, it just fell apart real fast. And so Cleveland is well. I mean, uh, P- Pittsburgh is well coached. So you at, at Cleveland, you need to keep the cupboards full. You need to keep your resources uh, because it's important uh, in a division where you don't want to fall too far behind. And you could always, if uh, Jarvis Landry, as Steve DeSager just said, the Browns are giving Jarvis Landry permission to seek a trade. You got the Browns with the 13th overall pick. And this is a a pretty deep wide receiver draft class. So you could go that direction. You go for younger, cheaper talent. And it's a crapshoot, right? You're rolling the dice. Is uh, Are you going to draft a, a rookie receiver that you could pair opposite of Amari Cooper who's going to be ready to contribute in year one when it's a make-or-break season for Baker Mayfield? And, and you also have to realize you got to look at the landscape. We already talked about the best division quarterback-wise in the NFL. That's the AFC West. Easily, yeah. So you can pretty – you can say, okay, three three of those teams, Broncos, Kansas City, and the Chargers, are in position to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Along with the other three uh, division winners, I mean – Yeah. Right? Like spots left. So you you got to really look at look at those things like that and 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 be aware of what that looks like because you don't want to start emptying the cupboards uh, at a time where you really need to hone in and focus in on you, you wins. Yeah, you got to be able to compete. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> it's crazy where. The Browns have a really talented roster. And at this point, unless they make significant upgrades, they're not a lot to make the playoffs. They're going to be on the outside looking in. And that's what I mean, right? Like, you got to really look at that. There will be three teams coming out of the AFC West. Man, if there are, 
I, you're look, someone's going to win the AFC South. Someone's going to win the North. Let's say it's not the Browns. You're up to five playoff teams right there. And then you add in the AFC East champion. That's six. This is all based on if three teams from the mm-hmm. AFC West get in. You're at six already. And so the Browns, it, it's a toss-up between, let's say they're competing with the Ravens and the Patriots, maybe the Colts. And, and the Browns, they might be one of four teams that are scratching and clawing for that last playoff spot, potentially. That, that's not a great spot to be in. No, that's a terrible spot to be in. <laughs> not where you want to be. Not right? And, be. and what about New England, right? Well, don't what be about, in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee. You would have to imagine they'd be there as also. They, they were the one seed without Derrick Henry for half the season. That's crazy. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna, right. it's gonna be exciting. The mobility and the things and the trades that are happening right now, it's gonna make for an exciting season next year. I can't oh, wait. It will. It will be outstanding. No can't doubt. Wait. All right, coming up next. Um, this is your pet peeve, big man. You know, we saw your pet peeve play out. With your favorite team the other night. So we got to dive into this. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed, whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Okay, big man. So uh, first, the uh, lovey-dovey stuff. LeBron James, another stud performance on Friday Man, night. that was crazy. He dropped 50 on the Wizards. And this is just not even one week prior. He dropped 56 against the Warriors. So LeBron becomes the first player in NBA history with multiple 50-point games after turning 37 years old. And it happened in the span of six days. So that's pretty insane. So we throw him his bouquet of roses before we uh, smash him for the Rockets' performance at the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we go off the the phrase, you're good as your last? Well, hey, he dropped 50 so uh, against the Wizards last night. It's pretty good to be your, your most recent game. Yeah, that was amazing. Like, he was really in a zone. Um, the effort, everything was there. And and I get it. He can't do that every game because, I mean, he's f- almost 50 uh, in, 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 in basketball years. Sure, Not, sure. not in life, in yeah. basketball years. Um, but to have him come out and, and, and play that well, that's one thing. The, the, the thing that I took from that game was – Unless Anthony Davis comes back and he's the Anthony Davis that helped win the championship, the Lakers are in, in serious trouble. Oh. And the reason I say that is because um, although LeBron James was efficient, plus 22 when he was on the court, played 36 minutes, 50 points, seven rebounds, six assists, right? Three turnovers. I mean, he was balling. And then you scroll down, and right below him, Russell Westbrook plays 31 minutes, 2 for 11, and five points. 
Like that can't be your second best player on the on the court. Right. That's it's been the such problem. A mixed bag. That's the problem I'm having. The lack of consistency. Yeah, and Russ played great against Houston in the previous game, and then was a no show against the Wizards. So, welcome to the season for the Lakers. Yeah, man. like inconsistency. I, I I don't I I really don't I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. Um, because it, I mean, these guys have been in the league a long time. Yeah, it's just odd. It, supreme a lot of this talent stuff doesn't that, make sense. The highest talent, supreme talent. You you have to be able to play within yourself as a professional. You have to be able to understand what the game needs from you at any moment. That's the key, and that's the thing that that Russell and I've been very hypercritical of him the whole year. Not everybody has played well. But for him, because he's 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 taking the stance of I'm just gonna do me. You know the criticism is 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 valid in in my opinion. You gotta be better. You got you gotta block out the noise, block out the West Brick, block out all of those things, and get back to being a pro. Yeah, and that's the thing is. Uh... I mean, I think Russ's comments, and we'll circle back to LeBron real quick, but Russ's comments, he knows he's struggling, right? He knows that. He knows he's been inconsistent this year, and he's got the rabbit ears more so this season than others because he could tune a lot of that criticism and a lot of that noise out because he knew it wasn't really legit, but it is legit this season, Mm -hmm. and that hurts. It's hard to tune out noise that is accurate, (laughs) and he knows that. I mean, he's supremely confident, but you can't lie to yourself and talk yourself into you're balling out and everybody has it wrong. He knows he's struggling. Yeah, he won't acknowledge it, though. Yeah, he's too prideful to do that. So to us, it seems like either he doesn't care, he doesn't know. Like, what's so hard about, look, it's been a rough year for me. Yeah. It's just right? not in his DNA, man. He's not wired like if like he that. sat down and was like, "Look, I came home. This was a big moment for me. I grew up here, loved the Lakers growing up. Been a dream to play here, playing with some of my best friends, some of the greatest players in in our, in our generation. And it's been rough and it's tough. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure it out uh, as we go along. And you know, not having everybody healthy, a lot of it's been on my shoulders." And sometimes I feel myself pushing too much. I think that would work out a lot better than the, Are you the kidding path me? he's taken. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a lot better. I don't think, even if he said that word for word, he would still get criticized because yeah, he's but making at so least much cash. we it, know he's be aware yes, of what's be happening. A lot better. Now, uh, how about rewinding to the Rockets game for the Lakers? It's a tie game at Did, the end didn't of regulation. See that game. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, and this drives you freaking crazy, huh? Couldn't believe this, man. LeBron driving to the bucket, and he elects to pass the ball to Carmelo. Here's how it sounded on Spectrum Sportsnet. Going to the rim, here he goes. Over to Carmelo to win the game. We're going to overtime. Wow, why did LeBron take the layup? Looked like he might have had a reverse layup opportunity. He had the reverse layup. Wow. That was so bad. That's Lakers TV, big man. That's, That's so not bad. the Rockets no, TV no. call. It's the hometown call. Like, what is it he doing? It was absolutely right. Yes. 
Absolutely right. Draw he blew by the, the guy. Line. He was already past him. Reverse layup, game, blouses. Yes. Or he gets uh, well, you know, raked across is, the arms, goes to the free this throw This is line. what we've been talking about for LeBron James's entire career. We have. What does Kobe do? What does Mike do? That's right. Right? Those are the guys, those are the standards he's been held to. We got to get to that because there is a quote here we got to add to this. And also, the wild card of the entire season. Ah, yes, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening here. The QB carousel is in full motion right here, big man. We had a little bit of news on Deshaun Watson, who we both think is the wild card of the entire season, right? Like, when does his legal situation get cleared up? Is he suspended for half the season? Where does he land? Does he go to Tampa or elsewhere? He is an absolute wild card from a football sense, but he was he will not face criminal charges. This occurred on Friday where a grand jury declined to indict Watson. This is following a police investigation. Of course, it was sparked by the lawsuits filed by 22 women who have accused him of harassment and sexual assault but he will not be facing criminal charges. That is a big deal in, obviously, his legal situation here. So he's still facing the 22 lawsuits. Those are civil lawsuits that's still pending, but not facing criminal charges, that's a big deal for his football future. Uh, that's huge. Um, he's still got some work to do in, in terms of uh, you know, clearing up the mess that he created, but this opens the door for teams to actively pursue him uh, given he won't be charged criminally. Uh, civil lawsuits, that's that's a different thing. Um, but in the eyes of the law, you know, it wasn't enough there for him to uh, to, to be in, indicted. So mm-hmm. teams are, it's going to be a, a, whatever they want, whatever Houston is going to ask for, uh, they're probably going to get. And it's going to be a, a king's ransom uh, based on, you know, the caliber of player and youth. Yeah. It's, you know, Carolina Panthers are ready to give them whatever they want. Oof. You know, it's a lot of teams. The Carolina's ready to get a deal done, uh, but he has a, a, a no trade clause. So he has to waive that in order for them to even start negotiating. Yeah. Think uh, about this yeah. where Russ is, Russell Wilson is 33 years old. And he's got a lot left, but 33. Deshaun Watson is 26. Yeah. And think about what Denver had to give up to get Russell Wilson. So, yeah, you look at the free agency market, it is brutal for quarterbacks right now. So it really becomes either trade for Jimmy G, these quarterback-starved teams, right? Trade for Jimmy G or try your luck in the draft with one of these dudes in the first round, you know? Uh, And that just... Houston is in a a pretty favorable position in terms of getting as much compensation possible for Deshaun Watson. The one thing that's interesting, though, is the timing aspect of this. How long does it take for these civil lawsuits to unfold, right? And when are teams actually willing? Like you mentioned Carolina or New Orleans or whoever else is out there needing a QB when are they comfortable saying, all right, here is our trade offer? I think Houston, next week. What do you think about that? Could be. I think next week. I think uh, 
you know, the, the civil litigations and, and what he does to resolve that, I think they're going to, you know, leave to to him and his team and, and, and all of that. And, you know, the biggest question to me would be, was him sitting out all last year enough for the NFL in terms of right. um, any, any type of suspension or anything? Or is yeah. it something they come back and he, he's suspended for the first four games? Uh, so I, I think outside of the civil lawsuits, I think that is the biggest question for teams uh, who are interested in his services. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what Where's the league stand? And I think that's going to clear up pretty soon here uh, based on the lack of indictment. So some news on that should should probably be, you know, coming down the, the, the pipe pretty soon here from the commissioner's office. Well, the thing is, uh, you know, I don't know the best way to put this. This is just from a football sense, right? right. These teams that are thinking about trading for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, this is all we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. a six-game suspension, even an eight-game suspension – that's nothing in the grand scheme no. of things when you're thinking about trading for a guy who you're hoping will be around for the next decade, you know? Yeah, no, they they'll take that all day. Um just to know you'll have you have after the suspension is over, you'll have his services for however long, you know, you guys could stay on the same page. Yeah. Which is a decade. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you're hoping for. Oh, absolutely. They're all in. Miami might jump back into this thing. Oh. Totally agree. Like this, oh, you can't. You would love that, right? Oh, I would. Are you kidding me? Would love that. They've been aching for a quarterback since Marino. But uh, yeah, it's just funny because Miami they came out recently and they're like, no, 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 we're not, we're not interested. That ship has sailed. And it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> don't believe that for a second. That's really that's. It's like walking with your girlfriend and looking at the hot blonde pass by and it's like no 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 I'm not interested are you kidding me are you like, no not not at what all what if but, you're not into blondes well you could be let's say that you are oh okay I, you know <laughs> or whatever whatever it, uh, that <laughs> floats your boat the right attractive like, woman walking by yeah it's like uh, the idea is until it's a real possibility you sit there and say oh no that's what the dolphins are like no 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 we're not if it's possible that they could land Deshaun Watson, do you really believe for a second that they're going to be like, no, we said that we're not interested anymore and we're going to stick to our guns here? No, no chance. No. Of course they're still interested. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah. I mean, let the, before before he set out last year, he let the, the league in passing. Well, and that's the other part, right, is uh, he didn't play one down all last season. And so it'll be really interesting to see what the NFL does in terms of a punishment. Think about baseball where Trevor Bauer, the Dodgers pitcher, he sat out most of the year, right? He missed a ton of the season Mm -hmm. because there was a a strong allegation of, I I don't know how you would say, basically uh, sexual misconduct, we'll call it, right? Yeah. And so he didn't face criminal charges and MLB still isn't clearing him just yet. So I think that's as close as you could get to the situation that Deshaun Watson is in. It'll just be interesting to see if the NFL does what MLB is doing, where even if there aren't criminal charges, is there still going to be a punishment in terms of games missed? Yeah, I don't know. uh, It pretty much hinges on what the NFL wants to do. Uh, But I think the, the, the lack of criminal charges has opened the door up for a lot more teams. 
yes. willing to take a chance on a talent like Deshaun Watson. Hopefully, well, and that's the other part. Hopefully, yeah. this young man has gotten himself together. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Because, because even though there were no criminal charges, he, he, he's got to take a real look in the mirror, man. Yeah. You got to get yourself together, brother. Right. Like, seriously. I, it's not – 22 civil that, lawsuits don't just happen. No. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. No, and I'm and I and, and trust me, we're not trying to make light of the situation uh by any stretch of them. These are serious allegations. Sure. Uh just because there were no criminal proceedings doesn't mean that something wasn't done. And right. so, you know, he he he's <laughs> man. That's the that's the really scummy and tricky part of the whole situation is you know, it goes back to the line in training day, right? I'm sure you're a f- huge fan of the movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. But Denzel said it. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And really, if you think about Deshaun going to get a, a professional massage, right? Unless If something inappropriate happened, unless the masseuse has some like uh, hidden video camera or like... Wh- what's the proof right. that something inappropriate happened? And if you can't prove it, it's he's probably going to walk. So it's it's really weird and really tricky, but um, I'll tell you this, man: the the truth of the NFL, they're not going to be scared off uh, in terms of trading for Deshaun Watson, even with that in mind. That's just the reality of the NFL. Yeah, it's um, you know, this is I mean, that's going to be the hottest button. That's this is this is going to be a, a big big deal. Where he goes, where he decides to go. And think about, we've mentioned Tampa, right? They're hoping that Tom Brady comes out of retirement, but if you could get Deshaun Watson, you better jump at that opportunity, man. Absolutely. You don't think for a second about, whatever well, our fingers takes, are still crossed that the goat comes back. Whatever no. it takes. And if you can get that talent with the roster that you have, then yes, yes. do that. All day. All day long. Do that. And, and these... Contending teams, these teams that that need a, a quarterback, right? When you look at, whew, I mean, I'm the if I'm the Jets, I'm like, what we're doing? We'll, we'll package Wilson up and right, like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to the table. You know, Pittsburgh, right? You look at, you know, the Giants, yeah, Detroit, yeah. The Giants are a great uh, team where you've got the number five overall pick, the number seven overall pick. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a, a really good oh, that's start. That's a, that's a great start. Yeah, to have a trade package where Houston would say, you know what? Uh, that's a great start. Yeah. So, you know, better minds than ours in those front office. In those front, well, I wouldn't say better minds. What I'll say is uh, – uh, the people who can make the decisions, yeah, uh, in these organizations should be on it. The Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans yeah. Saints, right, right. Like all of all of this, all of these teams should be re- to see- Seattle, Hell, Arizona. I'd be like, okay, Kyler Murray, and that's the other part is some of these teams that we've mentioned, they're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Seattle is in rebuild mode. The Giants obviously are in rebuild mode. But if you, Carolina's in rebuild mode. But, bro, you have got to get a quarterback. I, I would, 
I mean, it's if not I'm a perfect Ari- scenario. If I'm Arizona, I'm really like, ooh. If you can upgrade, you do it. Right? Chicago, right? Yep. Like all if, uh, Philly. Yes. Right. You might not have a disaster at there, quarterback. There are about five teams that wouldn't do it. That, right? right. Yeah. Green Bay, the Rams, uh, Denver, Kansas Denver. City. Yeah. Probably the Chargers. Uh, you're t- you're the Chargers. Say, the Chargers right now, yeah. Buffalo. Miami. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Buffalo, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. It's eight teams. I would. Uh, I think Baltimore should do it. But I don't they think wouldn't. they would. They wouldn't. They would. But I think they should. But that's eight teams. They would. Everybody else. W- let's run it. What are we doing? Do you think they should? Who? Baltimore. Um. No, I think they have a dynamic talent. I think they have to learn how to really get the most out of this young man. But I think uh, Lamar Jackson is a dynamic talent, right? I I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be harder for him to stay upright than it is for Deshaun. True. And and listen, Deshaun uses his legs also, but Deshaun doesn't, he doesn't put himself in the, the bad spots to take monster hits the way that Lamar Jackson does. And there's no doubt that Deshaun is a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh last one? I don't know that you mentioned him. Dak? What do you think about the Cowboys? Oh no, I would do it in heartbeat. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I'd do it in heartbeat. Mm. It's gonna be interesting, man. Dak like, Prescott again, has reached his ceiling. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm just thinking more the, of the, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm thinking more contractually right, 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 right. than but, talent-wise. But the Dallas Cowboys have a history of of sticking with quarterbacks that have topped out for a long time. They did that with Romo. Now Romo was, you know, he was what he was, but he at a, when he got to a certain point, he wasn't getting any better. Mm-hmm. That's just what it was. But they rolled it out. They re-upped him, and you know Jerry Jones was just completely all in on Tony Romo taking them to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, how about a team, uh, they don't have the picks, but the Rams, you know? It seems kind of uh, just wrong, flat out wrong to even suggest. Matthew Stafford, they traded for him, gave up a King's ransom. They just won a Super Bowl. It seems preposterous to think of a second option here, but... It's all about the age factor here. Yeah. If you could somehow swing a deal, even if you had to give up a ton to get Deshaun Watson, I think you'd be much better off for the future to do so. I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think they have the picks to pull that off. Uh, I'm just saying in terms of getting younger and arguably better at the most important position, yeah, you'd have to think about doing that if you were able to. Yeah, I mean, as crazy as it sounds... You definitely know what you have with uh, with Matthew Stafford. You just won the Super Bowl. I think there will be hesitancy there, but getting a talent like Deshaun Watson with that with that roster, yeah, oof. It's like, hey, Matthew Stafford's got some good years left, but he's going into year fourteen. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, now quarterbacks will play to year twenty. So you think about that six years. Of of you know performing at a high level if he's one of those type of players, right? Um, so that would be that would be the 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 one where you're like yeah 
Uh, well, let's just stick with Matthew. You, you, you know, hate to run it back with a blockbuster deal, right? And, in and, consecutive and, years, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And and you you're not pressed to do it, right? Because right, you right. know you can you can accomplish your goal without it. Definitely. So hey, you're not pressed to do it. If cold calling, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. All right, coming up next. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have the same killer dynamic. How big of a deal is it? We'll dive into that. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. I got to throw something out at you here, big man. As our guy, Don Brown, who does a tremendous job, technical director, extraordinary, technical producer, uh, the lovely, uh, soothing tones of Slayer in the background with the DJ air horn. Is there anything better in life than that, big man? Than Slayer? It's Slayer and the DJ air horn? Yeah. That is just like, you know, heaven and earth collide type thing you know is that right no yeah well you're not quite there okay. maybe on your own there <laughs> let me throw something at you because i was talking to our guy danny g producer extraordinaire super and, producer. Uh, yes he's a diehard raiders fan and so he was talking about hey uh would the raiders be interested in in deshaun watson if possible i said absolutely that's definitely an upgrade over Derek carr and so we were talking about if a trade could be ironed out between those two teams. Unlikely, they're in the same conference, but I said something that he thought was crazy. I want to see if you think it's crazy also. I said that I view Derek Carr as an upgrade over Texans quarterback Davis Mills. I'm not convinced the Houston Texans would view it that way. They seem to love this guy. Yeah, but they don't. They don't I don't think they love him like that. Did they? But really, did they view Derek Carr as the clear upgrade? I do believe that. Uh, maybe they, they do. do. I, 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 I would, I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and look, Derek Carr is better than Tua. I hate to say it, but it's obviously true. Yeah. But there were trade rumors involving Deshaun Watson going to the Dolphins, and so the obvious follow-up was, well, what if Tua is involved in the deal? And the Texans were like, yeah, we're set. We're good with Davis they, Mills. They literally were like, now we're good. Yeah, I was like, what? But yeah, they've said that before. And so, I look, I would not be shocked. I don't think it's correct, but I would not be shocked if they said, no, we think Davis Mills, who put up some of the best numbers as a rookie, with what around him exactly? You know, he threw 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. As a Daisy Fresh rookie, that's not bad. You compare it to some of the other rookie quarterbacks, that's pretty good in comparison. There's only Mac Jones, the only other guy that put up, put up numbers for the Patriots, right? Everybody yeah. else throwing more interceptions than touchdowns as a rookie. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and you know, David Mills, pretty much uh, <laughs> clinched you, your. You, you already know where I'm yeah. going with this. He clinched the candy bar and one thousand dollars season long bet between us. Like I, I, guy. like I told you he would. Yeah. 
That was just gross. When the Texans are trailing by three touchdowns in week 18, I can't believe you were like, I'm in a great position right here. Davis Mills just got to rally, then we're going to cover, you know? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And Mm. I know you were like, come on. Oh, that was just painful. That was brutal. Don't don't do this to me. I, I will never forget that. Where the Bears are just getting worked by the Vikings in Week 18. And the Texans are getting the business from the Titans. And both the Bears and the uh, Texans came back to cover. It, it was just, it was obscene what it happened was brilliant. in Week 18. Oh, so bad. But David Mills, let's not, you know. Let's not be that disparaging to Derek Carr, okay? I, I, hey, yeah. Listen, Amen. that's not my take. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if that's how the Texans viewed it. I mean, he was tied for 23rd in touchdowns, tied for ninth in interceptions. As a rook. 26th in QBR. As a rook. 35.5. He's a rookie with the Texans. I get it. I understand. But having David Carr with that very same team – those numbers would look a lot different. You can do the sign and all of that if you want, but I can promise you, yes. Let me just throw this out there. If you put Davis Mills year two in the Raiders offense, where, I mean, you've got one of the best tight ends in football and Darren Waller. You've got a great, great possession receiver in Hunter Renfro. You've got more. Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. You have way more to work with over there than you do in Houston. I think Davis Absolutely. Mills could put up numbers that are comparable to Derek Carr if he's in that same offense. No, I doubt it. You don't think I so? I think just the lack of experience. That you got We got to remember that plays into everything as well. Uh, the lack of being able to read defenses quickly, go through your progressions and your options. Like the numbers are the numbers, but. How you get the numbers also means something. And I think Derek Carr has been in this league for quite some time. He understands what teams can do against him. Uh, opposed to teams are throwing everything they can at, at Davis Mills because they know he doesn't have the experience to to really uh, know uh, how to combat it. So you, you know, have that element as, as well. You mentioned uh, the importance of reading, right? Of course, quarterbacks reading defenses – also important for update guys. Gotta be able reading to read. updates. You, know, you gotta read fluidly. Gotta you know? be able to. Gotta, gotta be able to do that. Put together the whole nine yes. yards. It's one of the many skills that our guy, a friend of America, has. He possesses these at a, a higher level than most. That is our man, Mr. Steve DeSager. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Bearer of bad news is the Aztecs. Have, oh, yeah, that was a tough one. They have fallen in the Mountain West final to top seed Boise State, 53-52. San Diego State missing two shots at the end. That was it. We had it. San Diego State finishes 23-8. and It seems like they'll be getting into the tournament. Yeah, Selection Sunday is tomorrow. Yeah, 53-51. Why didn't we yeah. bet the under in this one? What kind well, of well, slugfest any, any, is anytime this? Anytime San Diego State play, I mean, they had the number two defense in yeah. all of NCAA. They give up 58, I think, like, per game. Seriously, so, like yeah. that's we, – we know that you're going to struggle to score against them because they, they play tremendous defense. So – you know, always take the hunter. 
There are similarities between a lot of Aztec football games and Aztec basketball games mm-hmm. over the last that 10 is to true. 20 years, you're, you're, actually. We specialize in defense now. <laughs> uh, by the way, famed bracketologist Jerry Palm, CBS, as of this morning, did have San Diego State getting into the tournament as an eight seed. Of course. But he had them in the West Regional where his top five seeds in the West would be Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, Arkansas, and USC. I'll take it. Just Let's do it. Record. Let's roll it out. We'll find out the brackets for March Madness tomorrow. The Final Four is in New Orleans this year. By the way, winning conference tournaments, not only Boise State, but Vermont, St. Peter's, and Norfolk State as well. Kansas, ranked sixth in the country, has won the Big 12 final, 74-65 over Texas Tech. About to get started, seventh-ranked Duke in the ACC championship game against Virginia Tech. The Big East final is in the final minute on Fox TV right now and Villanova ranked eighth in the country leads 50 to 46 over Creighton under 40 seconds to go and after this on Fox in a half an hour it's the Pac-12 final in Vegas number two ranked Arizona against number 13 UCLA in the SEC semis wins for Tennessee which beat Kentucky and Texas A&M which beat Arkansas LSU fired coach Will Wade after receiving the notice of allegations from the NCAA an assistant will be the interim coach in the NCAA tournament for them now because there were seven level one violations alleged against his basketball program including paying cash to recruits and their loved ones it's taken long enough that we got nil right like it's all good at this stage no this isn't all good this this goes way past the line of good yes but that's back when things were different like it's a different day and age now so it's weird that they're finally getting no i think we can state with surety that you are not allowed nil for the girlfriend of the recruit and the mom and the uncle and so forth no but now that there's nil it's very easy to navigate around that yeah, instead of you can if, you, if you're still cold, getting caught cash. by that then you're not yeah. you don't understand the rules now so we got we got jimmy's truck shop that's gonna float you half a mil over here you know what i mean like it's much yeah. easier to funnel that but in. these allegations involved you know just paying the girlfriend for her to shut up so that all the other payments would not come to light. That type of thing. Good lord. Yeah, it was, you know, and he's on tape, you know, if you remember the original investigation with the FBI. So, yeah. Will Wade, before the NCAA tournament begins, is out of a job officially. To the NBA, the Chicago Bulls late first quarter lead 24-22 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Bulls do not have Zach Levine due to a knee injury tonight. That's 25 points a game they're missing, but Alex Caruso has returned for the Bulls tonight, finally back from a wrist injury. Very nice. The Heat, the first place team in the Eastern Conference, two and a half games over Milwaukee. The Bucks have won six in a row. They're about to start up at Golden State. Miami is in action, already down 24-14 first quarter against Minnesota. The Dallas Cowboys will trade wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth rounder. The New York Mets acquired right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett from Oakland. He went 12-4 last year. Former Mets reliever Uris Familia goes to the Phillies. The Rockies will sign veteran shortstop Jose Iglesias and the White Sox sign reliever Joe Kelly. MLB spring training will start on Thursday. Three weeks worth of exhibitions. Players have to report to camp by tomorrow. MLB opening day. Thursday, April 7th, a full 162-game season will be played with 12 total playoff teams now. Back to you. I think it works out great for MLB, where the lockout was annoying while we were in the midst of it in those 99 days. But now that it's cleared up, you get a full season, you get this condensed free agency period, 
So you get all the movement right before the season. That's great momentum to go right into the start of the season. And the new playoff format, you get an actual advantage for being the best team during the regular season. In fact, the two best division winners in each league just get a first round bye. You go straight right. to the division series. The others play in that wild card round. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff, right? Like it's uh it's kind of like the NFL's playoff format before they expanded to seven teams in each conference. Yeah, the top two buys. Yeah, yeah, yeah very similar. And MLB's going to have a draft lottery now for the top six selections. The NBA lottery only determines the top four. Yeah, interesting stuff. All right, baseball's back. You excited, big man? Clayton Kershaw's back with your Dodgers. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Look, regular season, money. <laughs> Postseason, well. Okay, yeah. Eh. You know, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of fans don't like to hear that, but I mean, the numbers are the numbers, man. They, they are. Five yeah. innings, get them out of there. Yeah, especially against the Cardinals. Five innings, yeah. get them out of there. Yeah, yeah, get the hook going. All right, Brian No and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. So if we uh, circle back to LeBron James here, he passed up a layup a couple of nights ago against the Houston Rockets. Terrible. And you made a comment, he's not like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. So Doug Gottlieb was telling the story during the week. He sat down with Kobe Bryant, and they were involved in coaching, right? How Kobe was very heavily involved with his daughter Mm -hmm. and women's basketball, right? Doug was also. So they sat down, had a a meal together or a drink together, and Doug was relaying a, a conversation he had with Kobe. And Kobe was describing LeBron James and said... He's just built different. He's not the savage competitor that me and Mike are. I'm the type of killer that wants to kill you and your whole family. LeBron just wants to be loved, wants to play ball, wants to win games, but he's not the killer that me and Mike are. And that's absolutely true. And I guess the question becomes, how big of a deal is that? I think it's a huge deal because we're talking about LeBron James, who is a freaking freight train. And that was the perfect example against the Houston Rockets the other night. Go reverse layup, end the game yourself, or draw a foul and end it up at the free throw line. It works out the same way. And he passed it to Mello for a shot at the buzzer. Like, that is the type of stuff that drives me crazy. Yeah. If you're double teamed or something like that and you find the open guy, cool. But if you get by your defender and you have a clear shot at the rim and then you pass it out, that's a problem. No. Yeah. That is not the killer instinct. That is not. It isn't. And that's why it's such a big deal. I think there are some times where we say, oh, you're not built like Jordan in this aspect. And it really doesn't matter a ton, right? You don't have to be the spitting image of Kobe or Jordan. But the killer instinct at the end of a game, how many times did we know Michael Jordan was taking the shot? Of course. And he hit it anyway. Of course. That's what led to the legend and the mystique. Yes. You know it's coming. Craig Elo knew it was coming at the foul line. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Right? B. Russ knew it was coming Uh, at the foul line. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. It's nothing. I think that's the thing, too. We talked about LeBron, and we were both critical of this. You go back to the finals, 
when Draymond Green had five fouls and was guarding LeBron, and he kicks it out for the a shot. Kyle if you're Corver. Yes, if you're guarding LeBron, you have to know in the back of your head, there might not be anything I can do, but there's a possibility he kicks it out and saves me. Right, like you'd have to be thinking that as a defender. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I've, I've always wanted my best player to be an assassin. Everybody must go. Right, right. Everybody in the car, and everybody going with. The, if the target is in the car with everybody, everybody got to go. Straight from Assassin's Creed. Right, you have to be able to. Want it like oh I'm it's oh I got it I got it, a rookie on me yeah and that's the other part is what? this this whole thing about the right play like you can't even sell me that LeBron made the right play Give, by kicking no, it out that was to not Carmelo. the right play it was yeah. definitely not the right play so I don't understand that thinking of sometimes the open guy or the better shot it's still the lesser of the two options. Because LeBron James, this is a half a compliment, right? We're speaking to his skill and what he can do. Even if it's not the better shot, it's the better option because it's LeBron. <laughs> like either drawing contact or getting to the rim. Like I just, I don't get it sometimes. No, nah, you got to take that process. shot. That, that, was, that was bad. It was bad. That's why he came out and dropped a 50 ball the next game because he had to get, he had to, he, he yep. knew what was coming. He knew. Yes, he, he, he knew, knew I'd be talking about that on the show today. <laughs> See, he knew the criticism was justified. And uh, if there's one thing about LeBron, he likes to control the narrative. So that was a, a quick Jedi mind trick of you will forget about the layup that I bypassed against the Rockets and you will focus on this 50-point piece on the Wizards, right? He's good like that. All right, we got to get to this. Coming up next, what the Raiders might have in common with the Arizona Cardinals in 2022. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. You cut up the dance floor with uh, Pharrell in the background there, big man? Sure. Yeah. I thought you might. <laughs> you too, right? You might. No, I'm a horrible dancer. Well, I, can't even, I can't even BS you. Could have guessed I, that. You know, it's uh, some of the things that I'm worst at, uh, worse at in life, um, dancing would be one of them. <laughs> horrible dancer. It's awful. That's all right. You make up uh, for it in other things. Yeah, like what? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was talking to Now, this is going to seem like, uh, you know, Danny G is uh, just impacting all of my opinions over here. You know, he's a diehard Raider fan, but this is not the truth. I actually see it this way. I'm going to see if you buy it. He was just telling me there have been a lot of people, the reaction with Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos, the reaction by many is, oh, Raiders, it's a wrap. They're, they're not even they're not going to make the playoffs. They might have a horrible record winning like three, four games, 
You know what I'm thinking, big man? I'm thinking that the Raiders, they might be the 2022 version of the Arizona Cardinals. Because go back to last season, right? Arizona was thought by many to finish last in a loaded NFC West. Because you look and you say, well, the Rams, they just upgraded with Matthew Stafford. The Niners are a very tough team. The Seahawks, with Russell Wilson at the time, they always find a way to win double-digit games. So process of elimination, it seemed like Arizona was going to be bringing up the rear. And they went 11-6. and six. I wouldn't be stunned if the Raiders did something similar. They just made the playoffs. They just won 10 games. I'm not going to run to Vegas and bet on it. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. In that division, I would be stunned. You would be? Yes. They yeah. did get they and, got crushed by the Chiefs both games, right? Crushed. But I I'm t- I would not be stunned in that same division they went 10 and 7. Now the Broncos greatly upgraded. But can you at this stage can you pencil in two automatic wins for the Broncos against the Raiders? I can't. Yes. You can. Yes. Really? Yes, I can. Automatic wins. Yes. Woo. I, I just, uh, you know, a lot of this has to do with me being a Bronco ah, I and see. the dislike for the Raiders. It was, I see. It was part of our mantra out there as a Bronco. Yeah. So, I'm you know. Glad you came clean on that one, though, you know. Well, I, I mean, I, I it's one thing I am is uh, the <laughs> purveyor of truth, okay? Uh-huh. I, I, I speak my mind, but I tell it like it is. Um, I just think those are those are two those will be two tough wins, right? I, I don't think, given the upgrade at the quarterback position, they'll be able to pull that off at two close tight games, uh, which the Raiders won last year. Well, and it's it. Listen, this is the nature of football, as you know better than any of us on this show, right? Is Going into last season, Russell Wilson hadn't missed any time. Nothing. Like, he was the Duracell quarterback back there, you know? And then all of a sudden, he throws a pass against the Rams, and the finger, you know, comes into contact with Aaron Donald. Next thing you know, he's missing the next three games, and it takes him a while to find his footing once he comes back. I'm just saying... The same thing could happen in the AFC West where we're looking at this, and we always look at it just based on whose roster is what. And the injury factor, it changes things so oh, quickly well, yeah. in the like NFL. Going into when you're making these predictions, you're you're not predicting injury. What you're doing is predicting if, 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 if all things are equal and everybody's healthy, then I take the other three starting quarterbacks over Derek Carr. Yeah, absolutely you would. And that's what I'm basing my uh, uh, opinion on. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Herbert is going to be better than he was last year. Last year he was better than he was his rookie. I think he's on that 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 Josh Allen type of trajectory. Uh, we know what Russell Wilson is. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Right. Do we see Derek Carr getting better? I, I could see him improving not to be better than those other three guys. But, you know, team game. 
And I think that you could do something similar with the Arizona Cardinals last year, mm-hmm. where you would say the previous season they were just eight and eight. They didn't have a great season. So seeing eleven and six when you've got Stafford, who's better than Kyler Murray, you had Russell Wilson, who's better than Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray was just better than Jimmy G. Right. And by the way, yeah. the Niners, they made it to the NFC Championship game with a lesser quarterback in Jimmy G than Kyler Murray is with the Arizona Cardinals. So I could see something similar happening with the Raiders. Um, so you think the Raiders coach is the best coach? Josh McDaniels is the best coach in the... Well, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is in his division either, you know? Yeah. And you've got Nathaniel Hackett, who you're you're not uh, waxing poetic about exactly, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. That's crazy. I'm just saying, don't be shocked if the Raiders make some noise well, we'll still. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, coming up next, just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it'll never happen. We'll dive into that right around the corner. You know, big man, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So um, you've got Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. He's sitting courtside for the Duke-Virginia Tech game going on right now. Crazy. And it's at Barclays Center in Brooklyn where the Brooklyn Nets play. So Kyrie Irving is allowed to sit courtside unvaccinated, but he's not allowed to play. It's just getting goofy now. It's so stupid. It makes no sense. Like zero. None. It's got to be consistent, right? Either either Kyrie can't play and can't go and sit courtside, or he can sit courtside and he can play home games. It's got to be it can't be one and the other. It's weird. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, you know. No mask. Just he's just there. He's just chilling, watching a ball game, enjoying the game. Yeah. Then I would argue he should probably be able to play tomorrow against the Knicks, but he's not allowed to. That's insane, man. It's yeah, crazy. It's nice. Um, you know, there's been some reaction with the uh, the NFL moves, specifically in the AFC West. So we spent some time talking about Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos. How about Khalil Mack being traded from the Bears to the Chargers? So you look at Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Another reason I put the Chargers over the Raiders. Woo! As your one-two punch? In that division. Yeah, and Justin Herbert as a legit franchise quarterback. Like, you could... You could look at Khalil Mack and say, well, the Bears didn't win a playoff game in any of his four years. It's like they didn't have whoever, a quarterback in any of the four years. They didn't have anyone close to Justin Herbert. And that's the bigger reason why. Uh, Khalil Mack was still very productive. He had six sacks last year in seven games. And then he missed the rest of the year with a foot injury. But he's been durable throughout his career. Prior to last season, he had played in 109 out of a possible 110 career games with the Raiders and the Bears. Yeah, that's definitely an upgrade for for the Chargers. Yeah. And it keeps them on pace. It keeps them in the hunt in that division. And, you know, 
hey, the Raiders re-signed Max Crosby, gave him $95 million, so I guess, all right. That, hey, listen, that's a great re-signing. It's a great re-signing. They need and to props do to that. him too. Love it was that kid, cool. Right? Yeah, everything that uh, he's gone through, and yeah, and um, you know the the substance abuse problems, how how yeah. vocal he is about it, and, and how willing he is to reach out and and have guys reach out to him to help him with these issues because these are issues that play a lot of players. Yeah, it was cool because Max Crosby he tweeted out a picture where his hand was just on a steer in, on his steering wheel. And he's got a tattoo on his right hand where it says 3-11-20, which was two years ago where he got sober. Mm-hmm. And he signed that monster contract extension on the same day that he was celebrating his sobriety. That's awesome. I think that's huge. But it, 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 it shows you that, you know, no one's perfect. People make mistakes. But after you realize the mistake, what are you willing to do? Yeah. To, to correct the mistake or better your life, all of those things. Perseverance is is is, is one of the, the key characteristics that make a human being successful. Yeah, and give him props, man. He uh, If he didn't get cleaned up, who knows where He's his about life— about to be out the league. Yeah, and then also his football career would be right Bill, now. We saw it. We see it all the time. Yeah. We see and it instead, all the time. He's getting, what, 53 million guaranteed— that's hey man, good for him. And and you know the Raiders it. have a, a, another guy, and Darren Waller. Uh, yes, the same thing. He got rewarded last year. I uh, one of the most dynamic, you know, receiving tight ends uh, in the NFL. They don't get a lot. We don't get to talk about him a lot uh, because well, I mean he's in Oakland. I mean, well, he's in Las Vegas and he's with the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I take a lot of these Raider digs. Uh, I, not only, the Raider, not, the, the not, jabs not, but, are just but, left and right not, over not, here. Not only because I'm a Bronco, uh, but but one of my good friends, you know, Brian, the other Brian, uh-huh. uh, loves the Raiders. So we're always going back and forth. So he's always he listens. He's an avid listener. Thanks for listening, Brian. So I always throw these these Raider jabs out there <laughs> because uh, you know it's, he's. Just incessive about during the season about the Raiders and what they're. It's just come on, man. Yeah. SC, SC and the Raiders, those are his teams. And you know, you got to throw out I'm, the, the yeah. Jabs. I'm, 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 I'm jabbing. I'm constantly jabbing him across the chin uh, whenever I'm talking about uh, about the Raiders. So you know, yeah. I, I'm usually on point though. I, hey, well, but shout out to Darren Waller for for going through uh, something similar and getting his life together and and and, and being. One of those beacons that that, sure. that guys can look up to and reach out to, and because this is tough, man. You you you're 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 put in this place. You you have all of this awarded to you. You have this talent and all of this excess, and then you find yourself, you know, in, in a dark place and you're not sure, you know, what you should do to get out of it or who to reach out to. And those yeah. two guys are are shining examples. And look, we'll see what happens with the the Raiders in particular. It's great to re-sign some of your key guys, but you also have to upgrade. Yes. And the hot rumor now is that the Raiders might get J.C. Jackson in free agency, the Patriots. Stud cornerback, he's racked up a ton of interceptions. And you talk about needing cornerback help. That would be the case for every team in that division, especially the Raiders. When you're going up against Mahomes 
now Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert, you can't just expect to outscore teams. You got to slow them down as well. And I guess that's the bigger picture, though, big man, is I've been hearing, and there's a promo running from Cowherd's show, where he's looking at the AFC West team by team and saying, well, the Chargers have always disappointed. You know, the Broncos after Manning, what have they been doing? Uh, If you look at the Raiders, okay, they made it to the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff game with Derek Carr there. I look at it differently. I, I don't look at the recent history. I look at what's different now. For the Broncos specifically, you get Russell Wilson. That's a dynamic Changes everything. Changes the Changes whole the thing. culture. And I would look at the Super Bowl matchup this past season. If you played that game, you could say, what have the Rams really done? They missed the playoffs 12 straight years before Sean McVay got there. They made it to a Super Bowl and scored three points. That's a disappointment against the Patriots. And they left a lot to be desired in the other years that they made the playoffs. So you could have said, "Uh, what's Matthew Stafford done? What have the Rams really done? They won the Super Bowl regardless of what their recent history was. And look at the Bengals. They hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. And they not only won their division, steamrolled through the playoffs, got to the Super Bowl, almost won the thing. So recent history, I wouldn't be a prisoner of that as you look to the next season. No, yeah. It's all about what teams are doing now. And we see That's a right. lot of teams getting better. Before yeah. before the, the you know, this the the football year starts, teams are putting themselves in position to get better. A lot of deals next week. These teams are, are they want it now. And it's been a long time since we've seen this this type of upward mobility of so many top tier quarterbacks. Deshaun yeah. Watson is going to be on a, a new team next year, right? Matthew Stafford, last year. Russell Wilson. Like th- this is a big deal. This oh. very rarely happens in our league, and, and, and it's happening like bang, 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 bang. I know it. So, you know, th- this is great. How would you rank the four quarterbacks currently in the AFC West? Patrick Mahomes first. Yep. Justin Herbert. Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Wilson. Uh huh. And Derek Carr. I would flip flop Russ and Herbert. I, I I figured you would, but just based on trajectory mm-hmm. and what I think, it may be a little bit of an adjustment period for Russell. Mm-hmm. And I think Herbert is 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 primed to make an MVP type, you know, caliber year. Wow. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious with that. Yeah, big jump for him. Yeah, because, I mean, he has he has the the tools. They now, just I don't re-signed expect... Mike Williams, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, they, yeah. I, like, they're I, – I think this is, this is going to be a, a big year for him. It has to be. It very well could be, and look, man – Sometimes the uh, voters think, well, we've been there. We've done that before. You got to do something really, really special to impress the voters. It can be done. Look, Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP for a second straight year. But, you know, there is like I know it's a different sport, but it sometimes translates to football. Also, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double for an entire season. And the reaction was like, this is freaking amazing. We never thought that would happen. The next year he did it again. We're it like, like, yawn. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, right? Okay. So for Justin Herbert, if he's growing and growing with his stats, I think that 
there's going to be more of like a, whoa, look at Herbert instead of, whoa, Mahomes is doing what he always does, you know? Yeah, and and I think in, in that division against that competition, I think if if he's going to head-to-head with these top-tier quarterbacks and, and they're winning these games, I think that's going to add to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, we don't expect – this is just a complete hypothetical. We don't expect the Raiders to get Deshaun Watson – well, let's just say they did. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk. <laughs> How would you rank the quarterbacks if Deshaun was with the Raiders instead of Derek Carr? I, I would I would have to keep them the same based on him not playing a year. Like, preseason, okay. you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah. I need to see, just like I need to see Russell and his new digs and, and what's going on. The one thing Justin has is – familiarity right he's he's been locked in for three years he's ready he's ready to go Mm -hmm. right you start moving pieces you bring somebody in new system new coach new coach both ways around Mm -hmm. right for the team and for him he's been out a year so now you're in a situation where it's like okay there's gonna be an adjustment period there but the 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 division is so good, you don't have a lot of time to adjust. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think you could make a good argument for a couple of different... Now, it could definitely shake out differently. Yeah. Like, either way, I mean, how do you go wrong? I think you could make an argument for... If Deshaun was with the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, who's an absolute baller. I know he, he missed is. an he entire really, he's year. He's a but, baller. Yeah. A lot of people forgot, but this this kid has it. And then, what, Russ followed by Herbert or Herbert followed by Russ? Think about it. You could have either Herbert or Russ be the worst quarterback in that division if Deshaun was a part of it. You are winning. (laughs) That's freaking insane. Then they have – now they're going to have four teams. (laughs) They're going to have four teams in the playoffs. I think as it stands right now, even with Carr in the AFC West – that might be the best quarterback division ever. You're going to have to go back in the archives to find a better quarterback division with yeah, those four guys I like mean, that. You're looking at the landscape, and it's clearly. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I mean, we're waiting for a quarterback to emerge in the NFC. They don't even have a quarterback a top-tier quarterback, <laughs> right? Right. right. I, look at the – yeah, you, you mentioned you it. Have NFC East. One in the NFC North. You got – let's – the East, you got Dak, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones. You have zero in the NFC South. You really do, yeah. Right? So when you start looking at these, you have you have zero in the AFC South. Yeah, right. You don't you, have – You have one in the AFC guy. East. Davis Mills is in his second year. Well, Trevor Lawrence, but he's you got to take you, a big step you have forward. Two in the AFC North. Yeah, right. This is you have yeah. one and a half in the NFC West. Yeah, well, you've got what? You've got Stafford and who's the half? Kyler Murray. Yeah, we, we, I don't know what's <laughs> going on with him. Yeah, he, mentally, he's got to get himself together. Yeah, and then you've got what? Trey Lance, complete unknown, and Seattle has Drew Locke right now. Come on, now. man. Like, <laughs> the AFC West is clearly the toast of, oh, of, of, of the town in terms of uh, strongest division right now. And if they were to possibly land 
Deshaun oh Watson. My gosh, yeah, that's just it's Good. absurd if that were. Good happen. night. It would be yeah. no other games televised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see where Deshaun ends up. I'm curious uh, when that unfolds and who it's with, man. It's going to be crazy. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. All right, coming up next, my oh my, how the tables have turned, at least for one game. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's a big man. We got a little bit of backlash here. Maybe that's not the way to explain it. It's a disagreement, maybe. Disagreement here. So we got a tweet from Morgan. So I guess Matt Ryan isn't anything, according to you and the No Show. No, he's not. That was quick. That was a snap call. Yeah, I mean, come on now. I don't even, who sent that? Morgan. I bet he, I, he doesn't, he can't believe that. It seems like he does. Because they just eradicated his whole salary. Like, they were like, okay, we, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think he believes that. He can't. Yeah, we were just going division by division, quarterback wise. And obviously the AFC West is freaking loaded. And they're even more loaded when you compare it division by division. And big man, you were basically saying the NFC South, who do they have? Who do they have right now? And Matt Ryan, you look at his numbers, nothing to write home about. Jared Goff had a higher passer rating in Detroit than Matt Ryan had in Atlanta. 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Now, I missed Calvin Ridley for most of the season, but we all know that Matt Ryan's better days are way behind him. Yeah. He's far from that MVP season he had. Yeah. Uh, By the way... Did you happen to catch the Brooklyn Nets against those Philadelphia 76ers there, big man, huh? Goodness gracious. We have locked horns on this. I am on... That was a beat down. Yes, I am on the Nets Express over here. It's not about where they currently are, and they're trying to fight through the play-in round right now. It's about where they're headed. And talent-wise, and when they are locked in and motivated... They not only beat the 76ers, they freaking destroyed them. With Ben Simmons in street clothes, by the way. That is a team on the rise. Yeah, that uh, that is uh that was impressive. Yeah. It was it was impressive. Um they still got a lot of work to do. Um but if that's any any indication of what they can be, and they're not even at full strength, you know. Oof, goodness gracious. I still like him coming out of the East. I don't. You got to take a little bit of a leap of faith. Yeah, I get it. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like Milwaukee yeah. and, and, you know, what they, their team chemistry mm-hmm. and what they get in their team defense. Uh, So, you know, th- this will be a compelling story throughout the oh. – the Eastern Conference playoffs. I mean, this it's is going to be, be great. Yeah, and that's because if one they of the, if they end up in in that eighth seed when the play-ins and all of that are done, mm-hmm. just think about that matchup, right? The 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 one eight yeah. matchup. And the way it's looking right now, it's looking like the Heat. 
Yeah. And look, man, I would favor the Nets in that series. I think they would be favored, the heat, but the Heat, is, they're, they're no pushovers now. The first round? Like, that's that's a pretty tough. That's going to be a big, that's a tough first round series. Yeah. Tough draw right there yeah. for sure. Um, well, that's the other part is, well, Brooklyn, let's say it's a 7-8 a matchup between the Raptors and Nets, and the Nets win that game. They would be the seven seed. And as it stands right now, it would be the Bucks and Nets in the first Ooh-wee. round. They're going to get it out the way early. Yeah. And by the way, only trailing the Bucks by one game, the Sixers. <laughs> so if, it could work out where it's Nets Sixers in the first round, potentially. It could be. That's going to be must see TV. Oh, I think the playoffs in general this year are, are going to be great. They will. And the wild card is the New York City mandate. We talked about it just a little bit ago. Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn is courtside watching Duke play a college basketball game, but he's not allowed to play in the same building tomorrow because he's unvaccinated. So he's okay to go there and watch the game without a mask, but he's not okay to play the game. That makes zero sense. That's crazy. And so I, I can't imagine this is still going to apply to the private sector come playoff time. But until it's a done deal, it's not a for sure thing that Kyrie's going to be cleared. I, I just want, you know, in the perfect world, everybody be on the court. Everybody be healthy. Everybody right. be, you know, all the mandates would be lifted, which it seems like that's where we're headed. Uh, people are out and about living their lives vaccinated and unvaccinated whatever it is they're just like we in it now man right but it varies that's the thing with baseball any player who's unvaccinated they can't go to canada to face the blue jays mm-hmm. and you get no no money right so it just varies from place to place and, and the uh, crazy thing is if you know that playoff that play-in game for um the NBA, mm-hmm. if you were to, you know, project things the way they are, that seven eight play in game, right? Is that still the same way? Would Kyrie, Kyrie be able to play? Be in able that to game? play in the home or away games? I forget about. So what the are the Raptors. what are their chances? Yeah, <laughs> coming out of that without Kyrie, if it's KD. And I would imagine Ben Simmons by that time. Who knows, man? He may, <laughs> he may be a. Uh, we're shooting for the second round of the playoff. Like, who knows? I, at this point, I don't even want to talk about him because that's just a non. We, we we can't even count that. <laughs> well, he's not going to be out for the rest of the season. Who with knows, man? It's not going to happen. It'll be on the court sooner than later. Oh my god! So it, th- at I this know. point, it's annoying. I but know. anyway, but that you know, just think about that. That seven eight play-in game, one shot. Yeah, I would still favor the Nets in that matchup. But hey, man, we'll cross that bridge if we get to it. You know, but when you speak of annoying, you know, we have the opposite of that <laughs> on our team. I, I don't know if you want to speak to this, but uh, you know as well as I do the dynamic we have on this show. Annoyance, ha! We scoff at that. Because that clearly does not apply to our update anchor extraordinaire. A friend of America, the kind, giving, (laughs) Emmy award winning, 
<laughs> no, that would, that would be television. In any event, <laughs> Steve DeSager. Thank you. Good night. Uh, by the way, it's an interesting uh, item that Ethan brings up there about because, you know, the loser of the 7-8 game in the NBA will then host yeah. whoever won the 9-10. So, yeah. You could right. be. You could be. You might not, have Kyrie for either of them. Not yeah. going to Canada. Well, think or about not that. Hosting. You yeah. you want to talk about dissension on in the? T- oh gosh! Burn the locker room down. <laughs> you talk about that's your reputation now. Burn the locker room down. It's going to be some furniture moving. Well, we'll see if things in New York change in the next month. But uh, I guess they can always slide down to the nine seed. And then make things a little bit different. But, yeah, that's crazy. And you were talking about the quarterbacks in the AFC West, how ridiculously strong it is already and could be stronger. I do recall in the 1980s that exact same division had, at the same time, I believe, Dan Fouts and Jim Plunkett and John Elway. And Seattle was in that division back in the Mm -hmm. 80s. So Jim Zorn and Dave Craig as well. And I looked up who was the Kansas City quarterback before DeBerg. Bill Kenny, when Elway was starting with the Broncos, Bill Kenny was the Chiefs quarterback and led the AFC in passing and 24 touchdowns, only four interceptions wow. for the season. All of those guys were in the AFC West at the exact same time in the roughly early 80s once Elway joined the NFL. It's crazy how much things have changed where you go back there and it's like he led the league with 23 touchdown passes, you know? It's just like, <laughs> He wow. led the AFC with 4,000 yards passing and now everybody throws for 4,000 That's right. That's what peop- not enough people, in my opinion, realize of how things have changed in the NFL. Um, well, you know, not all are historians of the, of. Well, you talk about Matt Ryan. Like who, you. You know, look at people will, well, not just Matt Ryan, just Pretty much anybody who's piled up the numbers these days and people look at it on a list like, oh, well, he's passed yeah. Troy Aikman in passing yards. Therefore, I guess he. No, no. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is not better than Troy Aikman. Let's take a step back here. You know what's funny? I'll say this real fast, Steve, is you hear comments with basketball players a lot more. Right, like if Allen Iverson is talking about playing in today's NBA, Mm -hmm. what he'd be able to do. I don't hear as many comments from quarterbacks from like the 70s and 80s what they'd be able to do in today's NFL. They would be ripping it up. Oh, receivers. I mean, when you weren't chucked all the way down the field like in the old days, receivers actually getting open. Oh, yeah. And then you realize that Joe Namath and how wide open the AFL was. Joe Namath actually threw for 4,000 yards back when literally nobody was doing that back when he was with the Jets. Imagine Jerry Rice playing with today's rules for receivers. Gosh. (laughs) What would that look like? That would be entertaining. 2,500 yards a a year. Uh, By the way, Atlanta did restructure quarterback Matt Ryan's deal yesterday, and Mm. today the Saints restructured the contract of defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, and New Orleans is still over the cap. Now, trades can't be finalized until the new league year begins. It's a big deadline for that as well, Wednesday afternoon. There is the trade agreed to today. Dallas deals wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth rounder. Tampa Bay restructured defensive tackle Vita Vea's contract. As for college hoops, more conference tournaments, and on Fox TV... The Pac-12 final is underway. Number two ranked Arizona leads 13th ranked UCLA 10-9 in the opening minutes. Halftime, number seven Duke is losing in the ACC tournament final. It's Virginia Tech up 42-39. 
Virginia Tech, a team that was 11-9 and in conference in the regular season. Number six, Kansas won the Big 12, 74-65 over Texas Tech. And number eight, ranked Villanova took the Big East again, 54-48 over Creighton, the Mountain West final. 53-52, Boise ah. State defeats San Diego State. Also conference tournament winners today, Vermont, St. Peter's, and Norfolk State. As for the NBA's feature matchup tonight, it's Golden State leading late first half, 62-55 against Milwaukee. Clay Thompson with 18 points. The Chicago Bulls at home late third quarter are leading Cleveland 68-54. to For the Cavaliers, Darius Garland now 5 of 18 shooting from the floor. The Bulls do not have Zach Levine out with a knee injury tonight. Miami's the best team in the East, and the Heat are leading third quarter at home 72-66 against Minnesota. Tyler Hero with 21 points. The Heat for the moment, two and a half games over Milwaukee. And a reminder, NASCAR's on Fox TV again tomorrow from Phoenix, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Ryan Blaney earned the poll. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, a little bow on the potential NBA first-round matchups. If it's Bucks nets how crazy would it be if the Bucks went from champions to one and done? Where they don't even uh, survive the first round. That that could actually happen. Wow, it's a lot of things shaking uh, shaping up this year. Um, that are going to be extremely interesting next month. Yeah, uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, coming off a of good March Madness and heading into the uh, NBA playoffs. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, I love the play in games. I think they added a, a, a extra element of of pageantry. Yeah. Competition. Um, yeah, I like it too. And less tanking at the end. At, you know you know what I mean? So you got sure. a shot. By the way, um, I'm going to switch gears on you. Shift to the NFL here. Because there was a story involving former Seahawk. That sounds so weird to say. Bobby Wagner, the stud linebacker there for a decade. And he tweeted out, crazy part about all this. I played there for 10 years and I didn't even hear it from them that I, was, I wasn't coming back. And the first part of this is, how? How can that be where a player is there for a decade? I don't care, man. I know, but this it's is, just bad business. Well, this so is, I just it curious. happens every year on every team. Like that. They don't care. I know, but I was curious, you being in the NFL for 13 mm-hmm. years, how did it play out when a team was either trading or I, I don't know if you've been released. Like, How did it work out when they were moving on without you? I got The first time I got released – was in my 11th, no, my 10th year, 10, no, nope, 11, 11th year. And I was under contract to come back with Houston, and I had called Gary Kubiak myself to ask him something else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Gary, what's up? I mean, he was like, hey, how you doing, man? I was like, no, I'm chilling, man. What's up with you? He was like, hey. Um, we're not gonna bring you back. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah, you know, we want to go with the younger guys, and yeah, you know, I was like, I, okay, you know, at this point, it's a business. You get right. it, right? Sure. Uh, I had just finished up year eleven. Um, the first that was the first year I hadn't started. Uh, played half the half the games. Uh, they had brought in Dwayne Brown, and you know they were trying to get him ready to go. And then they had another young guy that they wanted to 
to let to compete. You know, I, I at a certain point, it can't be when you want to move on. You can't allow competition because it's not going right. to work. Right. Like, okay. So if so, you hadn't called him, about then I don't know when else. I would have known. Yeah. Like that was just the crazy thing. I, after I hung up, I was like, "Babe, I just got released," and she was like, "Wait, what?" She was like, "When were they going to tell you?" I was like, "I don't know." Yeah. I have no idea. How about the other times? Did they hit you up and say, "Hey, Ephraim, we're going in a different direction"? That, no, it, it only happened one done. other time, and that was the very next year when I spent that one miserable year in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that, I, that that's why I'm always so harsh on Detroit because I saw firsthand how the the organization was run. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me that they've been dysfunctional and not been able to compete because I was at home. This is week twelve. I'm at home. I get a call from the GM who I had never spoken to ever, and he was like, "Hey, Ephraim, can you come in? We're going to uh, release you." And I was like, "Okay." So I go up and I'm talking to him and he's like, hey, you know, blah, yada, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. It's all good. I'm just going to go say goodbye to all the coaches. The coaches were in an offensive meeting, uh, team meeting. Mm-hmm. So I knock on the door. They're like, hey, you from, uh, I was like, hey, guys, I just want to say thank you, guys. You know, you guys are awesome. It was, uh, uh, I think Scott Linehan was in there. Um, Jim Schwartz was the head coach, uh, my old line coach. You know, and I was just like, and they were like, what, what are you talking about? I said I just got released. They said what? The whole the whole room the whole room collectively who said what? Oh man! I was like, yeah, I just came from the GM's office and they just released me. They were like, hold on, wait, wait a second. Yeah. They get up. We go to the GM's office, and he he was like, hey, did did you guys just release Ephraim? And he was like, oh yeah, you know. um, a player on Jacksonville had just got cut, and he was a Michigan alumni. This is what they do. He was a mm-hmm. Michigan alumni, mm-hmm. and so they wanted to bring him in. Wow. Uh, and and they were like, what? <laughs> this, this, this is the kicker, though. I leave. I'm on the first thing smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm in – I came back because we were in the middle of uh, filming a, a, a movie – our film company was up and going. So I, I I play a little bit part in the movie, and I get a call when I'm on set like, hey, Ephraim, um, do you want to come back? And I was like, excuse me? They were like, <laughs> yeah, the player we wanted to sign didn't pass his physical. Was this the GM or somebody else? This was uh, the GM. Okay. And actually, my agent called me and was like, hey, the guy they wanted to sign – didn't pass his his physical. They want to know if you want to come back. I said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the next day, Rick Smith, the GM of the Texans, called me and was like, hey, we just saw you got released. You want to come out? I said, absolutely. Yeah. So I double dipped a little uh, for, you know, four more weeks. Wow. Detroit was still paying me. Oh, and then nice. Houston, you know, paid me for those uh, final four weeks. But that's what happens that's in Detroit. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's why I'm always so critical of them because how do you get rid of a player and try to sign another player? You don't even talk to the coaches. Yeah, that's just bad, man. There's And no this look, I'm not this is a that's a real story. Yeah. I get it, but here's the thing. If you bring it back to Bobby Wagner based on everything that you're saying, I understand that it's not a shock. 
that the Seahawks didn't reach out to him. That's the reality, right? That's the the world that we live in, the NFL-wise. But it's got to be better than that. We're talking about a Ring of Honor player. Yes. We're talking about one of the one best of the players best, in the, 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 the best team's history. Ever. Yes, and he doesn't find out from the team that he's not back? Look, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Man, it's crazy. The Niners didn't want Jerry Rice. The Niners didn't want Jerry Rice. At a certain point, they didn't want Jerry Rice. Yeah. What? This is this is what happens. That's yeah, wild to me. I just think it's bad business. It I, is I just, bad business. Hey, bro, pick up the phone and be like, that's just the way minutes. the league is. Once We appreciate everything you've done. We're just going in a different direction, once Bobby. We they, wanted you to hear it from us first. Once they feel that your services yeah, are no longer needed, on to the next you one, see, yeah, that's exactly right. You <laughs> cease to become yeah. a, you know, a person. Yeah, they're just moving on, man. It's crazy. That's the reality. All right, we close it down on this. It's a popular bet, but it makes no sense, at least in my opinion. We'll find out what the big man has to say. I'm Brian No. He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed. Because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. It was hilarious. Both Don Brown and Danny G were hating on the Lions based on your story there, big man. <laughs> They're like, how, how can crazy, this even man. happen? It's crazy. The GM is like, oh, hey, sorry, head coach, offensive coordinator, forgot to tell you we were releasing an offensive line. I mean, it, it goes more, it's more dis- dysfunction throughout that whole year. That's the first time I hadn't ever played in any season in any game in, 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 in the NFL. And... Um, not from talent. Um, new coaching staff came in and was, and was trying to do their thing, and I was set to start in Green Bay, playing Green Bay, and I was set to start, and I got tapped on the shoulder like, hey, we just got a call from upstairs, like this kid that they drafted, it was the first pick in the draft who wasn't very good at the time. Um, they were like, he has to play. So no mm-hmm. matter what happens – it got so bad, man, that Thanksgiving, you know, Detroit always plays a Thanksgiving game. Sure, yeah. After that game, uh, we had a walkthrough in a meeting, and they, Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator, uh, my O line coach, they came to me and was like, hey, when we come back from this extended break, you may be starting at left tackle. And I was like, but Jeff Backus is there. And they were like, we're thinking about moving Jeff Backus to left guard and putting you in at left tackle so at least we know that we're having – they were having left tackle issues. And I was like, did you talk to Jeff? Jeff was like, he's all for it. This is a perennial left tackle, good left tackle. And when he was willing to move down the guard just so I can get on the field to help. Wow. And the higher-ups were like, no. No, <laughs> when we came back from the break, I was excited, and yeah. it was like they we tried everything, and they were like, "No," and I was like, oh, "Well, what man. type of what is going on here?" That's crazy. I think That's in insane. our mind, I think in our mind, some teams are just unlucky, but in actuality, some teams are just ran That's very poorly. <laughs> I've always right. said that, like from the top to the bottom, 
the, 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 it's a reason why Barry wanted out. It's a reason why Calvin right. Johnson wanted out. Yeah. Like the, oh, yeah. These things have been happening for decades there. Right? It's What's like, so I, weird to me is it happened for decades with the Bengals, and look at them just turning it around, yep. you know? At some but, point, you got to be like, hey, you guys, you got to give over the reins. Like, I, I just yeah. don't. I don't see it happening for Detroit, man. You see, yeah, uh, look at Matthew hey, Stafford. I know. Yeah, right. One year. One year. Super Bowl champ. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I not, gotta, it's I not fair re- for their fans, man. No, yeah. it's, not fair. it's not. And a I lot gotta, of them, they don't know what's going on there. I got to throw something your way before we get on out of here, big man. So uh, a popular bet. It makes no sense to me. We'll see if you see it the same way or not. So according to BetMGM, the MVP odds are out and the bets are, are coming in here. So the most money has been bet on Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Makes sense, right? Yep. Could see that. Second most bets, Broncos new quarterback Russell Wilson. Okay, I okay. could see him having some success. Maybe a bit of a reach, but okay. The third most money pouring in on 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. <laughs> to win MVP. He's not even ready to play. He, he may started not even be two pre- games. He may not even be preseason ready. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're not going to get in on the 66-1 to 1 odds? No, nah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to leave that up to you. Uh, you know what? Once Easter is uh, come and gone, I'm still not going to do it.